Welcome to Spooked. My name is Grace. And I'm Kyle. And pretty much what we do here is we drink anywhere between a little and plenty. And then we discuss various paranormal topics. Today is our first episode. And what we're going to be talking about is shadow people, especially the hat man. Yes. (laughs) He says yes. So, essentially, where we're going to start is, what exactly is a shadow person? Well, from what I've read, there are various theories as to what a shadow person, but basically somebody sees a shape that is human-like and is made of shadow. The very basic definition. Yeah, um, I've read online that it usually starts out of the corner of your eye, and you see these darting shadows, and you're like, whoa, what is that? Is that my imagination? And then after uh, an amount of time, pretty much what happens is you um, get to a point where suddenly you see it face to face and you're, well, faced with the actuality of what is this? Um, I've read that it's really common in sleep paralysis experiences. And I've also read that it's very common in um, meth methamphetamines uh usage yeah i saw that with that sleep was deprivation strange. yeah okay yeah that makes sense then so in a lot of cases where uh hallucinations would be common you see them but there are also instances in which um there's no really re- really a reason for you to be hallucinating and yet you still end up seeing one there are also instances of like constant appearances like habitual almost yeah like over time you keep seeing the same ones or the same things and that's why some uh sites reference them as some of the most common uh ghostly appearances Mm -hmm. i actually read something really interesting that was like um let's see what was it like it was like um i said like a lot just now oh well (laughs) (laughs) um like i said we're drinking wine so there's no guarantees as to the quality of my dialogue (laughs) Um, but pretty much that uh, shadows are the absence of light, so it represents a spirit that has not yet been able to come to terms with the light it must follow to gain the next realm. And that's kind of crazy sounding to me, but uh, that is something I read. I think I read the same site because they were very specific as to it's definitely a ghost and nothing else. Yeah, and it's yeah. the ghosts who are lost and are avoiding the the light to cross yeah, over and who have unfinished like, businesses well i mean and i understand a lot of it they reference like um despair as like a huge motivator for the lack of ability to move into the light but i mean then you cross over into dealings with the hat man and what it essentially is is a uh, it can either appear he can either appear as a shadow person which appears to wear like the silhouette of a hat Or there have been instances in which people see him as like a person that appears to them in a hat. It's either a top hat or a fedora, typically. I like to think of it as a top hat because you and I both know (laughs) what's up with fedoras. Um, I think I've also seen it as being like a cowboy hat, just a sort of wide-brimmed hat. Yeah, yeah, I read that as well. and usually they say he comes with dark omens. Like, if you see him, bad stuff is about to happen. And it's interesting to think, like, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, he's the leader of the hat people, of the of the shadowy hat people, because he's the hat man. 
like. Yeah, there's a story. Someone connected it also to the Men in Black. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the first guy to mention the Men in Black ended up getting really sick shortly thereafter. Yes, I read that as well. That like, the Men in Black are these people that appear in all black, and they are also omens of, uh bad circumstances to come i mean often people have dreams of like nuclear apocalypses after apocalypses is it apocalypses or apocalypses either one i think anyway (laughs) um so he usually comes as a terrible like omen of either illness or the apocalypse bad luck death in the family i mean when people see him they take it pretty seriously And I mean, I think the most uh, common explanation for these uh, shadows are uh, sleep paralysis. I mean, that's that's a typical one. It's really well known that people are still essentially dreaming when they're in sleep paralysis. So their, their brain's active, creative function where they visualize things is overacting, but they're half awake. Their body might not be awake, but they're awake. Yeah, I think psych, like psychologists who have observed or who have heard of the phenomenon generally chalk it up to either sleep paralysis yeah. or uh, hypnagogic hallucinations, which are very common. Which is that same thing where you're kind of on the edge of being awake, but the dream part of your mind is still kind of active. active. So you're very suggestive to things that you see. So you see a shadow, maybe it is a little similar to a human shape. So your mind kind of adds that pattern to it. There's also uh, what's known as pareidolia which is just the kind of human mind's tendency to find patterns and things especially like faces that may not be there but your mind kind of sees it so uh so you're saying that essentially they see like a shadow and they their brain makes up they see like a face right um i think the most interesting two theories concerning shadow people are uh, one uh, time travelers that's the most interesting one to me that's essentially that people have figured out how to travel back in time but they can only manifest in a certain way to warn us of things and I think that's where the idea of like them being like harbingers of bad omens comes from but at the same time it's it's just kind of a question of like first of all why why would someone travel back in time if they can only manifest in a certain way and very well know that uh, we wouldn't be able to understand what they're trying to tell us second of all one of the co- most common trends in uh, the vis- the visitation of sa- shadow I'm so, I'm so <laughs> sorry I'm so sorry in the visitation of shadow people is that as soon as you see them they typically run there are only a few occasions in which case, um, in cases that have the shadow person show up and stick around to like come face to face with the viewer, oftentimes when they see someone, they, in quotations, when they see someone looking at them, they dart away, like into darker places so that they can be avoided. I mean, you see all kinds of that thing, of those things in, um, like, ghost hunter shows where they're like oh there's a shadow person i saw a shadow dart into the darkness that's a very common trend i think it's also just kind of an animal characteristic as well it's sighted and gets freaked out and runs away so i think it's 
a common thing in any sort of living creature. Yeah, but if it was a time traveler, why would it have such an animal instinct? Well, it maybe doesn't expect to be seen, so it realizes it is being seen, and that's what makes it run away, because it doesn't want to impact the past. Maybe they're just there to actually like observe, because huh. it's an interesting that's, that's time period. That's an interesting period. idea. There's also the thing where uh, supposedly... In the past 10 to 15 years, there have been more and more sightings. I don't know if it's because there are actually you know, more sightings or if it's just because the age of the internet I was going to say it's the age of the internet because they yeah. said in the past 15 years, sightings have become more common. But honestly, if we think about the likelihood that sightings were reported, the likelihood of reportability has become far more often. Right. And there's uh, also the 10 to 15 years also includes when... Uh, can't remember the name of the radio show but where they'll the coast to coast yeah coast to coast where the uh, the woman whose name i can't remember went on to coast to coast yeah and talked about shadow people and that's when they first kind of started or when people first started talking about them a lot when i read a lot of accounts of people's personal stories there were a lot of mentions of they had listened to coast to coast yeah not necessarily before their experiences but it kind of solidified what they had experienced in the past they're like oh that's yeah what happened to me that's Which, what i saw i mean it does it does come into call into question the like likelihood of suggestibility right honestly of uh coloring your memories with new information and for reference this is a show a radio show that came on fairly early in the discussion of shadow people online um about 2002 2003 yeah it was called coast to coast am it is easily findable in the wikipedia for shadow people just for reference um, and then the other theory that interests me very deeply is um, shadow people, especially the hat man, um, as appearing in conjunction to alien abductions. I've actually read a lot about this cowboy type figure that appears to people who have been abducted by aliens. And it's very interesting to think that it might be the hat man himself. Yeah, and I saw that apparently they have similar properties to the greys that are known in uh, extraterrestrial circles yeah, where they, they can pass through objects yes. and so they have those like sorts the, of things. And that's a, oftentimes um, people who report uh, abductions describe a man in a hat uh, and they often describe him as one of the aliens which would suggest the similarities between their behaviors and so it's interesting to think that those kind of two phenomenons work in conjunction with one another, mm -hmm. whether they're hallucinations or actual experiences or one's a hallucination, one's an actual experience. I mean, it brings into question why the similarities occur between the two. Yeah, or it could even be something along the lines of having an actual experience and molding it into something you can understand so instead of seeing some weird alien that you can't comprehend you see a human shape that's that a good point makes sense and maybe you've heard of hat man before so that's what comes to your mind yeah um one thing out we haven't touched on yet is there seems to be it's a pretty divisive issue in a lot of the literature i was reading about whether or not shadow people are good or bad there's some sites who say they're there definitely good i read one account where a man said he because of a shadow person he went out and bought a lottery ticket that made him twenty five hundred dollars the next day and others who had there's they bring bad tidings with them whether yeah. or not they 
are there because they know it's going to happen or they're there and they cause it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the hat man is pretty decisively known as a negative figure. Whenever he shows up, something bad is going to happen. But you're right. A lot of the literature suggests that um, shadow people can either mean good omens, bad omens, or neutral. I mean, across the board, they frighten people. Right, definitely. Because they're an unknown experience that comes to them and... Who knows what's happening? Especially in such a div- uh, divisive. I mean, it's hard to believe that we're drinking when we're when we're using words like divisive. <laughs> quite honestly, but uh, in such a is it divisive or divisive? See, I'm here. I'm here again. I'm back in the what? What is my? I've always said divisive, but I divisive. suppose it could be divisive. I I want to say divisive. Um, That's two English <clears throat> majors for you. When uh. When uh, one one person explains it as negative, one explains shadow people as positive, it becomes difficult to understand which one you're face-to-face with if you experience a shadow person yourself. And so the instinct, not only to the unknown, but also to, um, to the unknown of what it means. Um, people are always in a search for meaning. And it's easy to see how people would run from the unknown of both form and meaning. Yeah, there are also sometimes extra things attributed to these shadow people, like red eyes, or I think I read once where they actually had horns. So it's easy to see where some people kind of easily go for the uh, negative route with what they see. Uh, I mean, I think most people would end up running away from anything with red eyes and horns it's not a jump in logic yeah no and often people report seeing eyes in the in the middle of what would be the faces of the shadow people and that only gives credence to the idea that maybe people aren't imagining it maybe there's something but it's hard to know what or maybe they're seeing two pinpoints of light in the darkness and immediately seeing a shadow or an animal's eyes that just happen to to be there in the I mean, light. it depends. Yeah. There are a lot of reports of seeing shadow people in roadways. Yeah. And so that would speak to me very strongly that it's just animals in the darkness and yeah. you're over over exaggerating it. I mean, we're going to talk in um, our other episodes about, you know, paranormal visits, uh, UFO visitations, what things were. And um, some of the times you're going to hear us be skeptical, quite frankly, because uh, I've read some very interesting UFO uh, reports, UFO sightings, where the monsters, the aliens that came out of the ships are very easily explainable as adrenaline plus an owl in in the trees. And I think in some cases, or in many cases of shadow people, um, you can use the same exact logic to say that adrenaline, fear, um, our likeliness to try and find meaning out of the of the unmeaning of things we don't quite see even. It doesn't even have to be what we don't understand, but what we don't quite see clearly in the darkness. We can see things. We can make up things that we see. Right. It's just... Um, I mean, I myself have been in a situation to see a shadow person but never... Did I think it was some 
supernatural phenomenon every yeah. time I was in some sort of altered state, whatever it might be, and <laughs> usually just attribute it to that. I mean, I've been in situations where I wasn't uh, altered and seen things, but normally it's something I've always attributed to trick of the light or something creeps me out, I get adrenaline rush. That's tends to be what I think explains away most of most of the sightings people report, maybe not every single one, but most of yeah. them. Yeah, I think it has to do with uh, the level to which you believe before you see something. I think it's much more believable when somebody who is a heavy skeptic suddenly becomes very convinced that what they saw was an exclusion to their skepticism. On the other hand, um, I've never seen something like a shadow person. I mean, I was a kid. I saw shadows in the darkness that scared me, but they were never like, oh, that's a person. I remember talking to some people that actually had some uh, pretty terrifying dreams about people visiting them. And um, I talked to my friend, my one friend that uh, said stuff about this, and he said it wasn't, he wasn't wearing a hat. He was a very definitive looking person. So we can talk about other dream visitations in another episode. I saw one story someone posted online on a, a site dedicated to either Shadow People or the Hat Man, and that was the Hat Man. And their description was extremely different from uh, a lot of people's descriptions because instead of wearing all black or being a shadow like most people describe, he was actually wearing all white, which I thought was an interesting note considering. That, that like, speaks to me a good omen, which is very, right. like, unusual. Which, that sounds just kind of sketchy to associate black and white so <laughs> definitively with good and evil. That just seems wrong and archaic. But the fact is, we still associate shadow and light with different things. Maybe not black and white, but shadow and light. Yeah, I think it, that, again, comes back to the kind of animalistic nature of, of our fear being of the dark. hunted in the yeah. dark and yeah. being safe fear in the light. fear of the dark, man. But I thought it was interesting to see that because it was such a different experience that I thought, okay, maybe that one's not quite as colored by having read these other accounts as a lot of the others are because most of the other stories tend to have very similar details as to how these apparitions looked. But that one had its own kind of unique experience, which I think made it a little bit not necessarily more or less legitimate, but at least interesting. Well, it makes it more unique, so it doesn't appear so much like he's trying to follow, he or she is trying to follow the trend of I've seen this. Right. It comes to its very own unique circumstance, and the honesty towards it makes us uh, more trusting towards such an account. Right, yeah. Um, I had some interesting stories that I saw about just people seeing shadow people in their houses. And there, I mean, there's two, there's two considerations. I mean, are shadow people, people from a different dimension, whether it's time, space, you know, that's, itself. that's one explanation. I actually kind of, I like that one. It's a little less I like supernatural, that. a little more scientific. I was in a terrific postmodernism literature course that he went deep into this discussion of what it would look like to us if somebody from a different dimension that had more dimensions than us came to visit us and we'd be very limited in sight of them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you got to wonder, okay, is this person's haunt house haunted with ghosts or are they being shadowed by a, like a popular location in a different dimension? I know that sounds like so wild, <laughs> but I mean, why would this person repeatedly report 
shadow people specifically in their basement in like suburban America. Yeah. There's no Indian, there's no Native American burial ground. Well, there might be, but uh, well, there's probably much the entire United there's, States. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Fair, fair. Uh, I think I might have read the same story as you. There was in the basement along one particular wall. Yes, that they yes, tended exactly. To appear. Exactly. And uh, at first, uh, it was just his daughter reporting it because. Um, she had a playroom in the basement Mm -hmm. and then he finally saw one clearly on the wall and he was very spooked by it and then his uh house actually caught fire so that really adds to the credence that they might be bad omens well i think he said the house caught fire because of a tv malfunction yeah but perhaps the but i mean the whole point is that like bad things happen after you see the shadow people so i mean they might have been uh, quote unquote warning <clears throat> him of the danger. I think he also said something to the effect that there was a, what he felt was an evil presence from some of them, but that it dispelled as soon as they said that it wasn't welcome there. Yeah, and I think I've seen that in other stories as well, where when confronted. Is even the you know so-called you know malicious spirits tend to go away they're not exactly i mean brave's the wrong word but they're they're flighty even even the ones that are supposed to be kind of evil yeah um i definitely read first of all that when sighted a lot of them will just disappear which would explain why someone like him would have such a hard time um catching a glimpse of one after the children had seen him so often. But at the same time, it would also explain why, after confronted, they would be especially skittish. And, um, so it's interesting to know that, you know, his house caught fire only a little while after, so is that, in your opinion, is that, circumstance is it him creating meaning from two separate events or is he on to something i think at least from my point of view it's probably a bit of circumstance a bit of trying to apply meaning i don't think they necessarily stand to foretell misfortune or i don't want to be too much of a skeptic to kind of ruin the fun here but I, I don't think that it's something that really even if it does manifest really in the world whether it has any actual bearing on what happens yeah but I mean if they were something like time travelers perhaps they're not there to observe perhaps they're there to warn but what a time traveler just come back to warn about a house about fire? A, about a TV fire, right? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, and apparently no one, you know, no one died. He didn't say that they warned them of the yeah, fire. Merely yeah. they were there before it, it happened. He says that um, he went onto the back porch and through the through this hole where this picture once was, he saw three shadows near the doorway. Um, so he sees the shadow people as the fire is raging as it's beginning everyone's safe but he sees the shadow people now on the other hand something like a fire creates immense uh 
numbers of very disconcerting shadows. Right. So I think it's kind of a false equivalency to say, oh, I saw shadow people in the basement, and then I saw shadow people during a fire. Because, well, I don't want to discredit this man's um, experience. First of all, I don't want to do that. That's mean. This man may have very well seen the craziest thing we can possibly think of, and we're just discounting him. However, I want to be a little bit of a skeptic and say, how likely is it that he saw both shadow people and then the same exact shadow people during a fire? It seems very unlikely. I mean, a, sh a fire casts such uncanny shadows from the items in a house. Not to mention all the smoke, especially in a house fire where you have so many flammable things made of various chemical substances like polyester and the like that yeah. create yeah. black smoke that can be mistaken for a shadow pretty easily. Yeah, exactly. And it's not to say that he didn't see what he saw, but maybe he was wrong in his interpretation. Yeah, exactly, saw. exactly. Um, so I don't know if I can really call something like a shadow person a harbinger of doom or like... Because, uh, I mean, even if you think about it, a harbinger of doom isn't necessarily evil it's more like a warning so in some ways they're good yeah it's kind of like how the albatross is supposed to warn sailors of something bad you know a bad storm coming and yet now the albatross has a kind of bad rep or people kind of just the least sailors or so the tale goes think of it as a bad thing itself whereas it's just supposed to warn you now one thing i'd like to talk about is People say shadow people have different personalities. They act differently depaced. What what is that even <laughs> supposed to mean? Depaced? Excuse me, guys. Shit, I just kicked the mic stand on oh, that. Okay. Sorry about that. It's okay, y'all. Y'all, y'all just fine. <laughs> um, uh, people have said not only are they good and evil, but also depending on who, quote unquote, they see. Uh, they act differently. They have personalities, which does that give credence to the idea that um, they're spirits, that they're people from the future? I think that's what a, that they're a lot of people that claim they are ghosts or spirits, I think, tend to bank on that because they have those different personalities that they are, therefore, obviously, people who have departed. They, they are people. But I think the same could be said that if they are aliens they can still be individuals with different personalities if they are extra yeah. dimensional beings they can still yeah, be individuals yeah. with different personalities if they were time travelers they could definitely be individuals yeah. that i think every theory kind of but i think the well which the only one we haven't spoken of yet is the whole demon thing yes um i think yes. that the would be the one that's less. excluded from having a bunch of different personalities. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could theorize that demons could have different personalities, but overall, we all expect demons to be, well, evil. Right. Um, we expect demons to only perpetuate malice. I, I've had, like, five glasses of, of wine, and I'm still saying perpetuate malice. I don't know what's wrong <laughs> with me. Um, <clears throat> but I don't, I think I agree with you in that um, demons would not give as much likelihood to the variation of personality. It would be much less likely that demons would 
want different things out of their uh, observers than, say, a spirit, an individual that's passed on, somebody that's watching us, observing us from the future. I mean, even aliens, people think aliens have some kind of hive mind half the time. But, like, in reality, we don't know much about what um, extraterrestrials would want if they have already visited the... Uh, or what type of consciousness they might have. Exactly. So, uh, we don't know. I mean, perhaps one really wants to finger paint for the rest of his <laughs> life. We don't know these things. We don't know these things. So, there's only there's only guesstimation when it comes to why each individual shadow person wants their own... Uh, what's their own will to be done or to be seen or to be understood I think uh, another thing we should talk about is there's a a higher number of sightings when people are younger than when they're older there are lots of accounts where people start you know when I was 7 when I was 10 and you have to wonder is that because maybe these things are skittish and they're more comfortable around a child, feel less threatened, or is this just because children have more active imaginations, are more likely to see things that aren't there? Well, I mean, I'd like to bring up the idea of night terrors. Children have night terrors. Adults do not. Adults have nightmares. They don't have night terrors. My sister, actually, she grew up having night terrors, and she actually told me once she remembers... Actually, she kind of repressed it for a long time. It wasn't until she was much older that she remembered it, but she remembers waking up with a feeling that someone was sitting on her chest and that it was this kind of shadowy figure, and she had it over and over and over again. She would always wake up screaming when she finally could actually move. And I, my nephew has had similar experiences. He hasn't oh my God. said why, but he used to have night terrors all the time, and it makes me you know, wonder what he saw, I, even if I don't think that it you know may have been something but it just it does make you wonder what is actually causing those sorts of they things. say that uh people like the shadow man or the shadow man the sh <laughs> isn't that like a david bowie song isn't that a david bowie song okay anyway uh, the hat man all right um people say that things like the hat man actually tend to go along generationally so that's very interesting to hear that. I mean, first of all, we could chalk it up to genetics. We could say someone had night terrors and they're genetically predisposed yeah. to having night terrors in their offspring. However, they also say that the hat man appears to people generationally and that entire families will have experiences with the hat man after one person starts to have experiences. And so that's really interesting to hear that, like, familially, you have, I mean, you could be visited by the hat man <laughs> any old day. Maybe I should start keeping a nightlight in my room then. You might need to start. <laughs> after after this podcast, you might just need to start. <laughs> Quite frankly, it's about time that you seek safety. Um, and I think... Uh, one of the last things we have to discuss is the idea of angels, you know, guardian spirits. Not just, like, the afterlife, but of, like, things in the afterlife intentionally coming back to pr 
protect those that they love. Maybe not the hat man. The hat man yeah. seems to be in an entirely different situation when it comes to these. He's a shadow person, for sure, in many cases, which is why he's in this same exact episode. I mean, maybe we'll do a separate episode just about the hat man. I mean, maybe not. Depends. But shadow people coming back as, I mean, I read something that said that they implied they were, like, almost angelic, like, visit visitations. Uh, not only warnings, but guardians standing over them, which seems weird in the case of, like, sleep paralysis, where you feel that weight on your chest. Yeah. Um, Definitely I mean, why would a guardian angel, so... yeah, it doesn't seem safe. Yeah. Um, I did read one account where, I mean, it wasn't especially angelic but the the woman woke up and at the foot of her and her husband's bed was just this shadow figure just sitting there not doing anything didn't seem you know malignant or have any sort of evil intent it was just kind of sitting there watching them and she didn't feel any sort of disease at the whole situation and just ended up going back to sleep and chalked it up to having some sort of guardian which i thought was interesting that she didn't actually feel panicky at seeing what seems to be a person sitting at the edge of your bed which my first instinct would have been to cry out holy shit what the hell are you doing on my bed yeah exactly no i mean and i think there's always been this kind of like just this sense of feeling that people get that's supposedly peaceful calming uh very watched over in the safest way not in a creepy stalkery way I know. It could be either, couldn't it? Um, but this washed over sense that they get that really has created the conundrum between good or bad with these shadow with these shadow visitations. I mean they could be either, um, depending on what people think about it. And if you think about it even further, you could imply that guardian angels could be harbingers of bad omens. If they know that something bad is going to happen and they couldn't guard you past it, they might just want to warn you instead. Or that they're there to protect you for the very reason that they know something tough or terrible is coming and that's why you can suddenly see them. They yeah, yeah. Make their presence known because something is coming. That's that's exactly, that's very true. That's very true. Um, so, why would the hat man be specifically a harbinger of darkness then could he be a guardian angel for everyone could he be a guardian angel of only the bad coming what i don't know it, ma it makes it seem as it's kind of universal as his sort of presence feels along the different stories of how often it's associated with bad things that it is a one specific entity whereas the shadow people feel a separate thing so yeah what is that one entity doing well, well, I just got the notification that our time is almost up. So we're going to have to close this out. Um, finish your thought. Oh, basically just... <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know what to really think about the hat man, whether or not he's a harbinger of doom of some sort, and whether that makes him evil or if he's just saying, hey, watch out, there's some bad shit coming up. I, I don't know what to really think about that specific entity among the shadow people. Yeah, I totally agree. He's like a, an anomaly in some senses. You know, you can 
almost gain a sense of feeling just from seeing a shadow person. You know what they want in seeing them. You feel creeped out if it's meant to feel creeped out. And maybe that's just chalking it up to a human emotion, but at the same time, I think that's our best gauge for understanding things we don't understand. Yeah, definitely. So, um, thanks for listening to this episode. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know what we'll be talking about next time. I'll let you know when I know. All right. I'm Kyle. I'm Grace. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Hey, this has been Spooked with Kyle and Grace. And you can give us comments or questions at drunkspooked at gmail.com. Again, that is drunkspooked at gmail.com.